Psalm 127, verses 1 through 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. I wanted to actually read what I read about it, but I I want to actually do what you do a little bit, uh, Nathan, and just look at the words mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and do they resonate uh, with the modern sensibility? So unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. I don't think that that is something people believe today very strongly anyway. Um, they attribute building the edifice as something that we humans do by our own hands, by our own initiative. And so right away, they're going to be skeptical that the, you know, about the truth of this, that it's actually God and his will at work in the world. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stands guard in vain. I happen to believe that. We talked about that a few days ago mm-hmm. about, you know, sometimes uh, God has his own reasons for doing things that actually cross purposes with our own conceit. A very good book uh, that is not a religious book, but it's, it's bon, uh, Tom Wolfe's Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, and the idea, the the word, the word to describe these Wall Street uh, mega buck people was masters of the universe. And there's kind of a religious kind of, you know, Superman quality to these people that are presiding over billions and billions of dollars. Nations rise and fall on, on their attention to them or not. Companies, the same thing. It's a tough world, and uh, but to think that it's all about us to make us masters of the universe, to think that we are um, capital G gods uh, is a kind of foolishness that um, has brought down empires. This uh, scripture means a lot to me personally. I... I I like everything you're saying about how, you know the the um, how we can become masters of the universe in our own minds if we do all this grand work. Uh, but even on a very personal level, I try to let this scripture speak to me. It is in vain. It says it's in vain that you rise early and stay up late. In another translation, it's eating the bread of anxious toil. I try to think in my own life how how is my own view of my own work becoming too grand, you know, how am I becoming a master of the universe myself? And sometimes when I'm stressed out, when I'm tossing and turning on my pillow, which occasionally happens because I'm worried about some work related thing, I actually recite this Psalm to myself as I lie there in the middle of the night. In vain, you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he grants sleep to his beloved. He grants sleep to those he loves. And I just repeat that over and over again. And what that does is it reminds me, uh, this phrase is so amazing. He grants sleep to those he loves. I just recall then the love of God for me. How the finished work of Christ on the cross is the most important work. And it's not even a work I can do. It's already been done for me. 
that's how much he loves me. And I, and I just meditate on the love of God and it, and it puts me back to sleep when I've been tossing and turning, not okay. I'm going to wake up early again tomorrow morning and work even harder. I'm going to white knuckle my way through it. That doesn't put me to rest. That makes me more anxious, but recalling and reflecting on the finished work of Christ, the love of God. Now I can sleep. Yes. He does give sleep to those he loves. It's it really is. I, I was thinking of approaching this in so many different ways, and I'm not going to go on and on on this. But um, I like to, uh, at this point in my life, I like to reflect on a verse in terms of another part of the Bible. I have this phrase: "Let the Bible teach the Bible." Mm-hmm. And what I did here is I talked about Paul who was certainly in his own mind a master of the universe uh, when he went out to uh, jail these Christian miscreants as he, you know, the enemy. They were the enemy of Judaism and of the uh, ruling class in Jerusalem. And, he, and he's a brilliant man. He's got it all. He's got the education. He's got the background. He's a Roman citizen. He's everything. And, and yet, God knocks him off his horse. And we say, well, that's terrible. You know, I mean, he's not able to fulfill (laughs) his own ministry. He had to be knocked off his horse. He had to be blinded so that God could use him for his purpose rather than Paul or Saul for his own purpose. He was in rebellion against God. He didn't think that. He thought he was working for God. But we can oftentimes be in rebellion against God. And sometimes it just, we need to be knocked off that horse. Yeah, that's right. To get in sync with God's intention for us. But Mm -hmm. in order for that to happen, as happened with Saul, who became Paul, he has to have a change of heart. And that's what happened to him. He had a change of heart when he had this crisis. And I think, we all just keep that in mind, whether we're running a church or we're running nothing at all. I mean, God has intentions for us. And I think our anxiety comes out when we seem to know in our hearts that we're not actually walking in God's intention. We're doing something else. 